The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. You've heard the excitement in my voice on Friday and all afternoon today. We're joined by travel, AMA travel expert, uh, Roland. Roland, what's your last name? That's how well I know you. Van Muir. There you go. That's the one. I am so excited to have you in studio again, as I've told you off air, and I'll tell you again on air, because I don't believe you can be stumped. And I uh, put it to our listeners to try and do just that. 496-0063. I I got you a set of uh, headphones there uh, so you can take calls. Now, people generally need to get warmed up a little bit before they Mm, uh, start to call and text, but we'll keep an eye on the text line as well. So let me start with a general question for you. All right. Are there hot spots and cold spots right now for vacationers? Is there places that are really popular right now or are there places we should be avoiding right now well right now is is uh, one that you're very familiar with and that's las vegas and Mm -hmm. we were looking at some stats the other day and and this year in 2018 we're actually up 25 percent over last year for the volume of packages being sold down into las vegas that's somewhat surprising yeah it's I, i think a lot of it is more um it's a it's a quick getaway, three, four days, you know, you're good. Um, and true, and the other part is Las Vegas has changed so much. You know, whether it's sports, you know, now we, of course, have the big arenas. Mm, yeah. so you got the sports part. You got the entertainment. You got a lot of artists that are actually um, residing in Las Vegas, right? So they're playing shows for quite some time. All these winners of Hell's Kitchen and all these other shows mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, they're opening up all their new restaurants. So, you know, there's, there's, whereas everybody looked at Las Vegas as gambling, it, it certainly is there, but you just have so much more you know that's really opened up well let's stay with las vegas for a second is there a better way to book is there an ideal way to book las vegas is there any kind of tips you could give for booking las vegas or is packages just the way to go i was gonna say usually packages are the way to go because it's negotiated rates into the hotels so these tour companies are are buying blocks of say maybe 10 or fifteen thousand uh rooms per year so when they're buying in bulk their their negotiated rate is usually really good too the other time that sometimes you'll see is if you're part of one of the hotel's players club you know and obviously it means that you've probably gambled a lot of the hotel (laughs) then of course you can get some cheaper rates in hotels but for the for the average person like I'll just say myself because I won't point at anybody. Um, I would say that that's certainly going to be your way to go. With the success of the Vegas Golden Knights this year, and there is a football team coming to Vegas in another couple of years, do you expect the price to go up at all? Hard to say. Um, I think a big part with Vegas is because it's so big and there's so many hotel rooms to fill. Um, I think that makes it uh, that makes the the ability to keep the prices fairly inexpensive um, out there. You know, the main thing that you really want to try and avoid, of course, is big conferences like you know, like the Comdex conferences and stuff like that. The big computer conferences and that. When that's going on and they're you're filling up the entire uh, city itself, then it gets busy. And of course, on the weekends, all of California, it's a quick drive for them. <laughs> yeah. So you got all of California that's heading into Vegas too. So, right. you know, on the weekends, it's it's busy. Okay, so specifically a couple of uh, little tips since we started with Vegas. <laughs> this is what I love about you, Roland. So every person who's ever flown into, uh, is it McCarran Airport? McCarran, yeah. Uh, gets into the cab and they say, do you want me to take the freeway? 
Do you take the freeway or not take the freeway? It depends on traffic. It depends on the time of day. It depends on all sorts of different stuff. And I've had times where they've taken the freeway. I've had other times where I've done the back roads and had no clue where I was, and all of a sudden the hotel was there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? It depends, I think, on the cabbie that you get, and they just have their magical route and mm-hmm. just gets you there. As right. soon as you're stuck in traffic, though, you assume that you pick the wrong route, Absolutely. right? Which happens right. every time. It's, if they go right away on Las Vegas Boulevard, get nervous right then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, oh, I know. It's <laughs> Backed up forever. Um, the uh, rumor that um, you can buy a standard room, but when you hand them your identification, you put twenty dollars in there, and they'll and you say the words, "I hope you'll take care of me" or something like that. Is that a thing or not a thing? I haven't seen it much with the hotel rooms. Um, usually, they may offer you an upgrade to a different type of view and that kind of stuff. Where I found actually that worked, and it's actually worked for me, is usually if I go to a show. If I book a show and I bought the cheap seat in the back, uh, when you get to the the front and the ushers there, and you hand them your ticket, and if you slip some money to them, sometimes all of a sudden you might go from row <laughs> 50 to row four, and you're just like, hey, this is. And great. how much money? I tipped at that time. It was a few years ago, twenty-five bucks. Yeah, is what I had put. Which in. in that front row costs considerably more than twenty-five Absolutely. bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. And they moved all four of us there. It wasn't just myself. So. <laughs> Do you know what? Back in the day, because I go to Vegas three times a year. Back in the day, I used to come up with some story to go with it. I'd be like, "Oh, my wife is hard of hearing. So if there's any way you could, you really don't have to do that. The I've, cash speaks." I can't say I never have, but where you have to be really careful <laughs> is the fact that if you use the same story over twice and they recognize you, and you're at the same <laughs> yeah, show, you might get yeah. busted. So be Fair careful. Enough. Uh, we were talking about hotspots, cold spots, uh, other hotspots these days. Yeah, like close by, like I said, Vegas, San Francisco. Now that Air Canada has put on their direct route out of Edmonton to San Francisco, we're seeing a real pickup in San Francisco. Plus, if you're using it as a gateway out of San Francisco to Asia, the connections are really, really good. So certainly a, another spot to look at. Um, from a beach perspective, still Cancun, south of the Mine Riviera is, is still remaining number one. On the west coast, for sure, Watoko. Uh, Watoko is still remaining strong. And even though it's not a new destination, it's maybe a new destination for us because we never really heard of it that mm-hmm. much. But the chart has been going in for a few years now, and it's, it's very popular. Puerto Vallarta, of course, is always going to be busy. Um, very similar to Cancun, you got such a, a long spread of, of land where they've uh, made so many different more hotels and resorts and stuff like that. It's more to explore. And then on an international level, we've seen a huge jump in New Zealand, Australia. Uh, that's still remaining good. And I think a lot of it is just the from a currency perspective. At least our money is going, you know, you're not paying these heavy exchange rates when you're heading down. Um, but of course, you know, prices when you're down in Australia and New Zealand, it's not cheap either, right? Mm. But it's just a way of seeing something completely different. But those are going to be more for people who have the time because you don't want to be, you know, going all the way down there for a seven-day vacation. It takes you three days to get there and back, right? So you want to be able wow. to have lots of time to, to be able to, to, to do it right. You mentioned San Francisco and the, the prices are okay from here to get there. But I think the one thing people need to know is once you're there, yep. you better have a good chunk of change in your wallet. It's not cheap to no. explore San Francisco. Francisco and the surrounding area. Yeah, like not only the different tours and that kind of stuff, like Alcatraz, I'll tell everybody who's going to San Francisco, book your Alcatraz tour now. You won't get in there in the summer just to get on the on the ferry and off you go. Do that now. Um, the accommodations, of course, are, are one that, that is not the cheap part either. And then when you're there too, yeah, you do have a variety of restaurants, which is good because you will have high-end stuff, but you can get some of the you know low-end fast food and that kind of stuff to make it a little bit more affordable. But again, I know I, st- I looked at the rate of exchange today at a buck thirty-five, so everything's yeah. costing thirty-five percent more, mm. you know, before you even done anything, right? Do you so. do you collect American cash uh, throughout the year in anticipation of? 
trips? I don't. Um, I will only if the rate of exchange really happens to go down because you know it's always going to go back up. So I know when it was sitting, um, this is a few years ago, but it was at par, even at a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen. I did buy some. I have a U.S. account that I that I'll toss that into, but I'll use it either whether I'm in the United States or if I'm heading elsewhere where I know I can use some U.S. dollars too. Um, so if if the rate's good, yeah, hmm. you can always buy. Why it. not? Yeah, uh, and always get your American money on in Canada and not. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, uh, how safe these days? You mentioned uh, Puerto Vallarta, Cancun. Uh, you didn't mention Jamaica, um, but you do hear stories of uh, drug wars and tourist problems. And so, are there some unsafe places in some popular destinations? Well, I think a lot of it, you know, being where if we're if we're talking Jamaica and even a lot of other places in the in the Caribbean, yeah, you know, the Caribbean for the most part is is very safe. You know, of all the times that I've been, I have never had an issue going down. And I think like what you're mentioning about the drug cartel and the wars and stuff like that. You know, if you if you really think about where you are when you have 30 degree temperatures and high humidity, it's a great spot to grow it. So really, it's accessible (laughs) everywhere. So when you're going down, the main thing you have to really remember is that you just have to watch that, understand that chances are if you're walking on the beach you'll be offered something and and maybe even on the resort you'll be offered something so a lot of times where people feel a little bit uneasy is when those things happen they think well why are they doing that it's like well that's just you know happens there yeah um cities itself kingston is probably an area because it's a little bit more of a port city and and not the touristy zone um a lot of the stuff that you see from the news you know you'll see usually come out of kingston and stuff but the majority of the the resorts are all montego bay ocho rios and the girl area well do you find uh i know there was a story and I I apologize. I can't remember. I think it was Mexico, but not and not Jamaica. But there was a story about an individual who was beaten and robbed. Um, and I know that I the story stuck out because I like to travel and I and I saw the story. But and I'm not blaming him. Mm-hmm. But as you read the story, it was uh, three in the morning outside of a strip joint um, in a really bad part of town. And you think, well, would you go in Edmonton at three in the morning to? You know, yeah. I, you I can know. assure you, 97th, 96th Street, just off Jasper Avenue, you ain't going to catch me at 3 in the morning. So, <laughs> walking around there, right? so you know, yeah, I, th- I think there's, and, and again, not to, not to you know, put the situation as, you know, sweep it under the rug and make it go away. I think there's choices that sometimes people make which maybe aren't necessarily the right choices. Not to say that that's something that's okay for it to happen either, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it is common sense. You know, you just, just act as if you were here in destination or area around here that you probably wouldn't want to spend out at night too. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't want to do it there. And two, whenever you're around, you know, some places in Mexico and that kind of stuff with all these all-inclusive resorts and it's free booze and everyone thinks they're going to Disneyland and mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, off I go, um, you know, all of a sudden you're this person who can drink a bunch and you're the <laughs> you're the you're the king of the castle in the area and yeah, Be- people do do things on vacation that they oh, would never absolutely do. I, I remember being in uh, the Isle of Crete outside of a disco at two in the morning and ate street meat. Like, I, I, you know, the guy's making whatever, gyros, I don't know. Sicker than a dog the next day. I would never eat street meat. I don't know what made me think that that was Are a good really idea. Are you really blaming the street meat? Yeah. That way, oh, no, it definitely was. I had been drinking since 10 a.m., but then the street meat got to me 14 hours later. Well, I swear anything. start out that you just got out of a disco. Yeah, Isn't that's that true. Yeah. yeah, you know what? That's a fair observation. But, yes, watch what you eat. Exactly. All right, we're talking to Roland uh, Van Muren. Uh, do you like being referred to as an AMA travel expert? 
Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of it when we when I look at all my staff and we're talking about travel counselors, you know, some some people think about counselors as just I need help, but that's what we're there to do. You know, we counsel you on on your vacations and make sure that maybe what you are coming in for and what your expectations are are not necessarily really an area that you should be going. You might get something different. Okay, because I want to talk specifically about that. Um, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, so that I can afford to go on a vacation. We'll take your calls as well. 496-0063, the number to call if you have a question, any question related to travel for Roland, or you can text us at 630-630. I see some of the texters are already on board. So we'll get those done and more coming right up. Three twenty on the six thirty Chad afternoon news. We got lots of uh, texts. We're talking to uh, Roland Van Muurs, uh, AMA a travel expert. A couple of uh, text lines that will go to the phone lines. Uh, this texture wants to know: Is it safe to travel to India? Yeah. Um, there you go. There we are. Now I can talk. Uh, yeah, India is, is doing quite well. I, w- I would be a little bit hesitant on doing it on your own. Maybe do it on your own afterwards, after doing maybe a bit of a tour, so that way you kind of get your bearings, you kind of get your, w- your way around the areas it- itself. Uh, the biggest thing in India, you know, granted, of course, you see on Amazing Race and everything, these vast amount of people and everything like that, and that, that does certainly exist in larger cities. But once you're out, it's certainly not as bad. Uh, but again, that's from a population perspective. So when you say do it on, don't do it on your own, so what group group would go that you could go with? Oh, there's ample, uh, there's ample companies that offer, you know, all sorts of different lengths of tours, whether you want it first class, whether you want to kind of moderate, whether I you see, want to okay. call it really budget, that kind of stuff. And even what you can do is even if you book a tour and say it's going to be for 10, 12 days to see the major things, then extend your stay after that and kind of maybe explore a little on your, a little bit more on your own. Because that way at least you kind of get your bearings. You kind of get the whole feeling of what it what it's like when you're there because certainly a place like India is not you know as simple as traveling around Mexico say right you know it's yeah there. it's an interesting point we did uh, New Orleans during Mardi Gras by accident hmm. because the ship was sailing from New Orleans and we yeah. arrived and it was Mar- Mardi Gras yeah so a couple of years later we went back to New Orleans when Mardi Gras was not on um, and I was honestly quite worried about not having the days all planned. I thought, well, I don't really understand. I, I said to my wife, I don't really understand why we're going to New Orleans. Like, yeah. Mardi Gras is not on. What are we going to see? But you're absolutely right. The second time around, you know the city, mm-hmm. you know the restaurants, you know the entertainment, you know where to be at what time to see yeah. something really cool. And you also have the opportunity then to do the things you didn't do the first time, like the swamp tour and the haunted house and the graveyard tour or whatever. Well, the good thing, with, especially with a place like New Orleans, if you if you miss Mardi Gras, which is usually kind of a good thing because there's so many people, <laughs> yeah. there are jazz festivals. There's yep. like so many other festivals. There's always a festival of some sort. Well, it's Mardi Gras light when Mardi Gras right. is not on, yeah, right? Exactly. People are still throwing beads That's and all that kind right. of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, this texture says, yesterday I booked my flight to... Uh, Siem Reap, Cambodia, yep. for $766 return, and that is Canadian. Nice hotel with a pool, uh, $15 USD, and it is a, uh, with a pool, is $15 USD, and is a beautiful place. Is that a good price? Uh, absolutely. If you think about it in the sense of especially uh, airfares to Asia, there's usually a big portion of that ticket, which is your fuel tax, and those can be like five, $600, right? Oh. So you're getting some really good airfares, especially in the fall. We've been seeing a lot into Asia. Um, Air Canada has really expanded their fleet now, too, from uh, Vancouver and have a lot of connections all the way through. So you can use them into their major hubs and then make your connections from there. 
But if you look at a Vancouver for the, the, the variety of airlines, whether it is um, Air Canada, Air China, China Eastern Airlines, uh, EVA Airlines, all sorts of stuff, you have probably at least about a good 10 flights, 12 flights per day that are going into Asia. So there's a lot of competition, so the prices remain low. Are all airlines safe? Yeah, well, there's what it is is there's the FAA has their regulations of of maintenance requirements and all that kind of stuff for the air for the airlines as it is. Um, there's I don't think there's going to be an airline that I can honestly say oh this one's no good because of whatever because they all have those regulations to go to. Um, my only concern is sometimes when you're seeing an airline that has maybe prices that just seem you know either always so cheap or you see mm. them in the news some t- or you know a bunch of times <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Those dragging people down the aisle or yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> but for me like I'm just one of those people that I have my favorite airlines that I like to travel with and I just stick with them because I'm comfortable with right. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be built do your research you know there's ample websites where they'll rate the airlines, rate all this kind of stuff. You know, do your research if you are if you ever have a question. All right, good stuff. Uh, Gerald has a question for you. Go uh, put your headset on there, uh, Roland. Go ahead, Gerald. Um, yeah, just uh, I'm going to be traveling to England in September and just wondering what the best uh, way to go about uh, money is, whether credit card or debit. I'll give you some context. Haven't traveled since I didn't need a passport to go to the States and travel checks were a thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's a great question because we get a lot of that uh, in the centers all the time. But you kind of want to mix a little bit up with it. With it, so before you go, make sure you have some pounds sterling with you. So you can get those whether you're a member at AMA, you can get them there. You can get them at a bank or some of the foreign currency ATM machines. Uh, they can dispense out. Now, what I always recommend to people is make sure that you don't um, carry too much cash because, of course, if you lose it, it's gone. Um, so, you know, if you took, say, I don't know, three, four hundred pounds just with you, so you have it uh, with you, ATM machines, you'll find them, you know, all over the place. Just make sure you look at on the card. Um, if you flip over your debit card, it'll have like an Interact or the Cirrus system. As long as that symbol appears on that ATM that you're using, it'll it'll totally read your card. And of course, Visa and MasterCard is accepted everywhere. American Express, not so much. Uh, but the uh, what you'll find is some stores will have two prices, one if you're paying cash and one if you're paying credit cards. So mm. the 2% surcharge that uh, it costs any merchant to run a credit card transaction for, sometimes that's put towards you. Also, call your credit card company before you go. Just let them know you are traveling ab- abroad because some of them have that security feature if they all of a sudden see a bunch of charges coming from overseas to make sure that it's not fraud. So just to be on the safe side, do it that way. Right. Okay. Super, thank you. Enjoy. Right. Thanks for calling, uh, Gerald. Here's a question that I have as well from one of our listeners. So we used to travel, um, we would do a family vacation to an all-inclusive once a year. And we were always looking for the perfect all-inclusive. And then we found it. And so we went back the second year and loved it. And we went back the third year and loved it. But we're not getting a discount of any kind. And this texture says, if we keep going back to the same Mexican all-inclusive resort, how do I get a discount for being a loyal customer? We've been to the same resort three times in a year. That from Stanley. Yeah, that one's a tricky one because a lot of times your your return guest thing that they'll have on file for you might get you a bottle of champagne or mm. a fruit basket or something like exactly that. Exactly that. Um, Although the loyalty, they, you know, I, I think a lot of the hotels, they appreciate the loyalty for sure. Um, but these hotels are so busy. And, you know, 
not to say that they would never do anything, um, but even if they gave you a discount on the room, uh, a lot of times when you're booking these packages, like we talked about earlier with booking the right hotel and getting the cheapest price, a lot of times if you're getting a discount, you're maybe getting a discount off the hotel rate, whereas if a tour company like Transat Holidays or somebody, again, is buying 15,000 rooms, you know, <laughs> per per month, you know, in the hotel, you know you're going to get a better rate through them. But if anything, take advantage of it being able to know the people at the hotel and contact them before you're coming to say, hey, can I see you again? And they may throw in an upgrade. They may throw in, yep. you know, something like that for you. And that's probably the best way to that do it. That is a pro tip right there. <laughs> there I was just go. off air. I was saying, we always email the hotel about two weeks out to say, we're really looking forward to being back again and confirm the reservation. And we're hoping those words, be back again, means a fruit plate in the room. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you bet. All it's right, good perfect. fruit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Eat it on the f- day one. I'll give you that advice, too. Uh, we need to take a break uh, for news headlines. We'll be back with uh, more all about travel. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.